I remember the first time that uh, I had, uh, I was speaking at this church's mother and daughter banquet. And I had it all worked out exactly what I was going to say. And I'm sitting there and we're eating and all of a sudden I heard the Lord say, I'm changing the message. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to say now. Well, he's switching it around here this morning on me. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've been studying about the Israelites and we've been studying about all the things that God has done for them. And yet they still are having problems obeying God. They still are grumbling and complaining. You know, and yes, their life has been difficult, but they have seen so much, you know, so many things that God has done for them. And we know that life can be very difficult for us and many people it is right now. There's so much around us. It seems like every day we turn on the TV and we watch a tragedy in some area of our imperfect world. Say, we, we have an imperfect world. And we see and we hear of severe thunderstorms, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, stock market up and down, emotional, sexual, and physical abuse, divorces, fires, thefts, murders, kidnappings, and loss of children to diseases and suicides, which are causing all this devastation in people's lives. And we just watched this week the devastation that Florida went through and losing their homes, losing everything that they have, you know. But how do we react and respond to our Father when we're going through a wilderness in our life and we're going through these hard times? How do we react and how do we respond? The question is, how are you responding right now? When life looks so dark and we can't see the light in this world, how do you not worry? Many people are experiencing loss in their finances. You know, divorce has caused many single mothers to have to work two to three jobs a week to feed her family. And some of you are dealing with severe illnesses that have lingered for many years. But how do you go through this and not spiral into a depression? Well, what you do is you seek God first. The Israelites didn't know him. They knew about him through Moses, who did have a personal relationship with him, but the Israelites did not know God. They saw him in the cloud, they watched, they heard what Moses was saying, but they did not know him. And if you only know religion and not know him, it is a major difference because you will fear and you will have worry and it'll come knocking at your door and you're going to answer it. We watched that in 2020, how many people just opened that door and let fear and worry and anxiety come on in. But you see, the Israelites didn't have the opportunity to know God as their Abba Father. They didn't have the opportunity at this point. Jesus wasn't here, so they couldn't accept Jesus into their heart and have the Holy Spirit living within them as their counselor. And they depended on Moses to hear from God. 
And let me tell you, we're in trouble if we're just going to depend on other people. Yeah, you can listen to messages. We want you certainly to come to church, and we want to have fellowship and pray for each other. But you need to have your time with the Lord every day at home. During the week, you've got to get to know him, know his heart for you. And I can tell you, I did a lot of ministry this week with all different people. And my heart was breaking inside because they didn't really know him. They knew more about him. They didn't really know who they were in him and who he was in and through them. Do you know how many Christians are coming to church and do not know him? but know about him? You know, the Israelites were supposed to take an 11-day trip. (laughs) 11 days is what that trip should have taken. And you know what it took? 40 years. I know about you, but when I'm in a wilderness and I'm in a testing and a trial, I don't want it to take 40 years. If God's saying it should be a 10-day or an 11-day trip, man, I want to go right through that. And I don't want to grumble and I don't want to complain. I want to be like, I I love you, Lord. I love you. You're important to me. Yes, I know you're here with me. I know that you're going to get me through this. See, that's what we have to do. We have to think the positive. Just like that song, the worship that we sang right at the end, a sound mind. Do you know how many people have a sound mind? The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Now, when you start thinking all this negativity, would he think that way? Years ago, it was always, what would Jesus do? Well, what would Jesus think? (laughs) Think of that. What would he think? He isn't going to think all this negativity. He's not worried about the future. He's not living in the past. He's living in the present, and he has given us the present as his present. P-R-E-S-E-N-T. His present. His presence is our present. Do you know that? Oh, my. I can tell you, as I was working on this message, I felt such an urgency in my spirit. And this morning, all, were, all the songs were all about who he really is. Who he is to be with us. And what he wants to be with us. And so, I kept saying, Lord, you know, I'd gone through a lot of different things with the Israelites, but he's having me skip that this morning. And he's saying, he said to me when I was working on this message, I said, Lord, what's next? Because he gives me piece by piece by piece all week long. And I said, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And he said, introduce me. Introduce me. Because my children, many of my children do not know me. So he said, introduce me. And I heard him years ago say, my people would love me. If they knew me. If they knew me. See, that's his heart's cry. And I remember when he said that to me, I felt the sadness in his heart. Because his children who accept Jesus into their heart, but they don't take it another step and get to really know him. So, Isaac, you want to put that um, instrumental on? Isaac went to the... Oh, he went in. Okay. All right. God wants us 
to know him. He wants us to be able that when we're going through a hard trial, he wants us to be able to sit down with him. And so I'm... Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm going to put that on just a minute. You don't need to see it. I just want you to really focus on what I'm saying this morning because this is what he laid on my heart, how he wants to be introduced. Now, I want you to think about when somebody comes into your path and they say, what, what do you have that I don't have? What's different about you that I don't have? What are you going to say? I know him. What do you know about him? Can you feel his presence? I want you to just really settle and listen. And I'll try to get through it. He's here with us right now. I call him my best friend forever. You see, I can say forever since he's never left me and he's never forsaken me, no matter what I've done or didn't do. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In other words, he's three in one. When I view his heavens and the work of his hands, the sun, the moon, and stars that he has ordained, I am in awe of him. Just think, he created you and he created me. How awesome is that? Who am I that he made me a little lower than the angels and crowned me with glory and honor? He's given me dominion over the work of his hands and put all things under my feet. He's given me his name of authority over demonic forces. Every knee has to bow to the name of Jesus. Oh, I love the name of Jesus. Just say Jesus. 
How majestic and glorious is his name in all the earth. And when I submit to God, I am able to resist the devil and he flees. Oh, he sticks closer than a brother. You see, my brother went home to be with him 17 years ago. I am so amazed at how God is everywhere. Sometimes I wonder how he could love me so much. When my emotions start to rule my life, I think about how Jesus died to save my life. And when I experience pain in my body, I remember how Jesus was beaten severely, scourged on his body, and suffered pain greater than I could ever identify with. I can't imagine nails piercing my hands and feet and not having anything to stop the pain. I can't imagine people mocking me without my emotions wanting to rule me. I can't imagine dying on a cross saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Oh, how can I say how much I love him? He's the lover of my soul. He loves me the most when I deserve it the least. And when I was almost penniless, he gave me enough for a feast. He carries me on the days that I feel too tired to walk and he gives me rest. When I am rejected, I remember how Jesus was scorned and rejected by his own people. When I am falsely accused, I remember Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver by one of his friends. When I begin to fret over the future, he reminds me that he's always walked my journey in this life. After all, he knew me before I was in my mother's womb and knows the rest of my story. Oh, there aren't enough words to say about his name. I am filled with the wonder and the mention of his name, Jesus. When fear comes knocking on my door, he steps in and says my perfect love casts out that fear. I have given you a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. When decisions are too difficult for me, we sit down together, and he gives me his wisdom and his discernment. And when I repent of yielding to temptation and wandering away, he forgives me and helps me to choose to forgive myself. And then he lovingly pulls me onto his path of righteousness and he heals my broken heart. Oh, there are days when I feel disappointed in myself and in other people. And that's when he tells me that I am his precious daughter and he has never been disappointed in me. How many of you have a best friend that pitches a tent and rests with you forever? When I cry out to him, he hears my cries. Oh, but he turns his head toward me and he comes running to me. When I feel distant from other people, I am never alone since he's always beside me. Oh, he wears many hats that's impossible to imagine this great love that he has for me. 
He's my everlasting father who knows what is best for me. And he corrects me when I'm wrong because he loves me. He's the Prince of Peace that gives me peace in my heart that this world cannot offer. He is my shelter from all the storms around me. He's the Lion of Judah that stands up for me against the enemy of my soul that tries to bully me. Oh, he's the Lamb of God who became a sacrifice and took all the punishment that I deserve. His heart is the same for you as it is for me. He is the best employer you could ever have. He desires to use all of his children, no matter what situation is in your life. When he calls me, I say, here I am, use me. Every day he lets me know that he loves me. Oh, he doesn't just say it, he shows it. I was only six years old when I asked Jesus into my heart. The Holy Spirit came in at that moment and filled me with his love. But I had so much to overcome. He began to show me that I was an overcomer because he overcame death and was resurrected. You see, I had heard about him, but I didn't know him. I had so many distorted views of him. I thought he was a demanding drill sergeant up there with a clipboard keeping a record of all my sins. However, he began to show me who he really is and who I am in him. Oh, he is worthy. Wow. When I call on him, he never places me on call waiting. He's never too busy to listen to my problems and always gives me guidance and direction. We all know how it feels when we aren't treated with importance by other people, don't we? I promise you he will never ignore you or treat you with disrespect. He is so kind and gentle when he speaks the truth. His voice of truth tells me a different story than the enemy does. I prepare a place in my heart every day for us to sit down and discuss the day ahead. He pulls up a chair, and we begin a great conversation. He lassos my heart to his, and I am seated with him in heavenly places. He tells me that I can speak to this earth to bring forth a harvest of favor, prosperity, fruit, and revelation. After all, he reminds me that I carry the fruit of the Spirit within me, and his Holy Spirit will accomplish the work. You see, we have a covenant with each other. He is a wall of fire around about me. He released the fire that was shut up in my bones when I was baptized by the Holy Spirit and fire. And when I'm at a loss on how to pray, his word comes out of me like a fire and burns up all my enemies. Oh, I see the scars on his hands and the puncture wounds in his feet that reveal his love for me and I revel in his love. He reminds me that I'm covered by the blood of Jesus physically 
emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. He softens and he heals my heart when I give him the resentment of the hardness of life. You see, he's a warrior against the enemy, but oh, how he loves me. He has such great love for me. Imagine, he loved me when I was a sinner and saved me by his grace. He didn't love me any less when I wasn't his child. He's clothed in majesty and wrapped in light and darkness can't continue to hide since it trembles at his voice. His banner of love is over me and his love is limitless and life-changing. Oh, he's rich in love and he's slow to anger. His love and kindness leads me to repentance that brings me to my knees. He is the Lord of my life. I am bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ and I now have the power of Christ in me. Therefore, I take up my cross and I follow him daily. Oh, that cross, that wonderful cross. I'll never know how much it cost to see my sins upon that cross. I've been given his wonderful news that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, I have so much excitement and so many questions. I can't even imagine what heaven is going to be like. Well, I still be here on earth when he rides in on a white horse for all his children? Or will I have already joined my precious friends and family? I don't know if I will stand or if I bow or I'll run to him, but I do know I will never have sadness or sorrow and all my tears will be wiped away by Jesus. I don't know when he's coming, but I know he's coming soon. I want to live for him and be ready. The question is, are you ready if Jesus would come today? Jesus asked Simon Peter this question, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said, you are the Christ the Son of God, the living God. Revelations twenty-two twelve says, Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. Who do you say that he is to you? Is there anything on this earth that is worth not joining him in heaven for all eternity. And if you haven't invited him into your heart and made him the Lord of your life, he's calling you today. Life is so short and we don't know how many days we have left on this earth. Maybe some of you were introduced to him years ago, but the busyness of life has caused you to not spend time with him. Or maybe the hardness of life has hardened your heart. Or maybe some of you never met him because you are too ashamed of your life 
and feel you have to clean up first. Jesus is saying to you, come unto me and I will help you clean up. Well, I've introduced to you my best friend forever. Would you like to make him your best friend forever too? If so, please join me. If you haven't received the gift of God's Son, Jesus, into your heart, I'd like to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. When we accept Jesus into our heart, we are accepting the gift of Holy Spirit that comes to live within us. So if you haven't accepted Jesus into your heart, I'm going to have everybody pray this, whether you have or whether you haven't. And maybe someone needs to rededicate their life. Maybe someone needs to say, I need to know you more. I want to know you. I know about you, but I don't know you. And when I go through these hard times, I'm not coming to you. I'm sitting in a self-pity party. And I'm not joining your praise party. So, Father, I confess that I am a sinner. And I ask you to forgive me. I believe with all my heart that Jesus died and was raised from the dead. So I could live forever with you. I ask you to come into my heart. Cleanse me from all my sins. I give you all my plans for my life. And I ask you to show me your plan. I now make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Making him the Lord of your life is total surrender. We can say, I accept Jesus into my heart. But when you make him the Lord of your life, you were saying, I give all those plans to you, Lord. And whatever any of those plans you want them to, to take place, then okay. But if you don't, God, it's okay. Because I'm here for you. I am not here for me. And I have felt this so strong in my spirit all week long that there is so much that people, if we do not get close to God and get to really know him, going through this wilderness that we're going through right now is getting tougher and tougher. And I don't know how hard this is going to get, but I can tell you that when you sit down with God and you talk to him he will encourage you every day and I say sometimes I say Lord I need your encouragement I feel discouraged today but I know who I can go to I know that I can come to him and many times yes we have our friends and yes they pray for us 
But nobody is going to love you like God does. Our Father, our Jesus, Holy Spirit. No counselor is going to have the words that the Holy Spirit has. And I'm not saying I'm against counselors, but I'm saying you have a counselor right inside of you. And this has been like so hard, so strong on my heart. God is looking for a church and he is coming back for a church that is without spot or wrinkle. And he wants us to get cleaned up. And the only way we're going to get cleaned up is to be with spending time with him. To really getting to know his heart. And I just want to encourage you that if you feel that you really don't know him, you know more about him than you do know him, that I pray with you. Just come up front and I'll pray with you. Robin can come up here and pray too. So Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you are drawing your children to yourself. That Father, you no longer want them to be riding the fence you want them to be fully and completely in love with you. Then no matter what is going on in their life, they will know that they can come to you without a shadow of a doubt that you are right there with them. They need to know that they can call on you every hour of the day, whether it be three, four o'clock in the morning, you're right there. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you're our rear guard to protect us. That the angel of the Lord is encamped around us. That you have pitched a tent and you are resting with us. And when we begin to worry and fret and, and look and listen to the news, you're right there. You're right there. And you're calling us to praise and worship you because that's battle. And you are a warrior. And you have raised us up to be warriors against the enemy. And so I thank you that you're ahead of everything. That we don't have to worry about our future. We don't know when Jesus is coming, but we know he's coming soon. And we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to fret. We just need to spend time with you and get our hearts open to you. That you're calling our hearts to be lassoed up to your heart. And so, Father, we thank you that when we accepted you into our heart, we have you within us. How blessed we are. How blessed we are to have you. A best friend forever. And so I speak favor upon favor. Blessings upon blessings. Mercy upon mercy. And grace upon grace. In Jesus' name, God loves you. And so do we.